0: This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you.
1: Hey, Tyler, <laughs> you want to go to your ear She's like, <laughs> oh, okay.
2: Dear Sh- Welcome back to another Dear Shandy Bachelor in Paradise Recap listeners. Hello, Andy. Hello. How are you today? Doing okay. How are you? I'm, ooh, asking me again. Yeah. Getting in How's the habit. Going? You felt insecure when I made fun of you last time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing well. You had a well, birthday yesterday, hear. so we celebrated. Yeah. That
1: yeah. no, was good. You did a good job. Did I? But but the the universe did a bad job in making it my birthday.
2: Oh, don't say that. Yeah. I got to say, though, whenever people are like, it's my birthday, it's time to celebrate it. Yeah. You know, a la cat, actually. I don't really get it. Everyone has a birthday you every know, year. The
1: last birthday I was excited about was when I was 10 because oh. it was double digits. We've talked about this.
2: Oh, have we talked about it on the podcast, though? This I think like, we have. Is, I think you have. Oh, really? I haven't
1: talked about it yet. So you had your turn. Now I'm going to talk about it.
2: <laughs> okay. All right.
1: No, but I, I, when I turned 10, I was like, Oh, double digits, double digits. And I got to double digits. And then I immediately that night after I had all, all my presents and like, I think I had some like friends over for like a birthday party. Okay. I went to sleep and I was at bed like, Oh, what a good birthday. Then I was like, Oh, oh. my God, I'm going to die.
2: Oh. <laughs> oh imagining 10 year old you imagining that is really horrible i distinctly remember the morning of my 10th birthday because i had been looking forward to it too and my dad this really gives an idea of his sense of humor he's like happy birthday charlene and i was like yay and he was like you're double digits now and i'm like yeah and he's like you'll never be single digits ever again and i was like "Ah!" it's
1: classic steven (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah, I started bawling on the morning oh, of my 10th birthday. <laughs>
1: it's so sad. I actually think there could be a club of people who got depressed on their 10th birthday oh, and they would all get along with each oh, other. Oh,
2: that's perfect. Shandy's comment below if you also were depressed at some point on your 10th birthday. Okay, mm, that was a very- a fun
1: party to get together.
2: <laughs> that was a very Q&A-ish tangent, mm, Andy. Nice. Shall we get going recapping episode eight of BIP? Let's do it. Okay, so we get the opening song. And I have to mention, I thought Michael's little boat in the water. So Michael's the newcomer. I thought it was kind of cute. Hmm. And Andy, when I said that, you said, "Wow, your bar for cute is low." I appreciate when someone does anything.
1: You're right. It was something.
2: Anything at it all. It was something. Yeah, and it was self-deprecating. I mean, he's like a good-looking, worked-out guy. He could have just like struck a pose, and instead, he's like playing with a little toy boat you in the what? water.
1: You, you know, you've pulled me over to your side. Uh,
2: Great. We're off to a great start today. So we pick up with ridiculous suspense music because we're being led to believe that Michael might not pick Olivia on this date, but that's ridiculous. He obviously does. And Olivia in her ITM is talking about how she, you know, get the ring ready. She's definitely going to marry him, blah, blah, blah. And then it turns out she doesn't know his name. She can't remember.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It is Michael, though. To her credit, Michael is a name everyone forgets.
2: Yeah, I think that if your name is too common or too weird, like no one ever remembers my name.
1: You know what name I always remember? I've made a note of this in my whole life. There's one name I always remember. Troy. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, never forgotten a Troy. Okay. Even if I met them for three minutes. Yeah. Ten years later, I remember their name. It stands out, doesn't it? I've met
2: one Troy in my life. All right. How many Troys have you met?
1: Two. (laughs) good
2: story I actually don't know yeah you know who I have to give credit to in addition to Olivia for being I mean this is really funny she can laugh at herself for not knowing but I think she has really good chemistry with her itm producer i feel like it's taken me too many episodes to realize that they're gonna be friends after this they're gonna go out drinking you can tell that they're being invited to each other's weddings definitely yeah anyway olivia blames the loud waves for not catching michael's name (laughs) and now she and michael go on their date this is basically them and some sort of Drum circle, yeah. I wrote with a question mark. I feel like
1: they just they just sort of patched this together. Like anyone in this neighborhood play drums.
2: Yeah, it felt kind of random, but yeah. they seemed to enjoy their time yeah, it was together. A good time, very good dancing chemistry.
1: No, yeah. I thought. Oh, a tremendous. Every time I see that, I'm like, damn it, it's so I can't do that. No, I just can't. Me neither. I can dance by myself. You know
2: who we are? We're Avon.
1: We're Avon. Yes. No, I'm not. But I'm not as good as Avan is when he dances. I can't even pull that what? out.
2: Did you think Avon was good?
1: Yeah, but it's better than me.
2: Avon's better than me, too. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's why we're bitter about dancing, is that we just (laughs) suck at it. Okay, so back on the beach now, Kat and John Henry are on a daybed. I gotta say, this was a shockingly sweet moment. Pretty much, they're just kind of talking about how into each other they are and how they really want to see where this goes cat seems super into him
0: yeah
2: like more so than i think people expected. like
1: non-game playing into yeah, him.
2: yeah non i just wanted a rose into him and he says he spoke with olivia and they closed that chapter and in her itm cat says that she hasn't navigated paradise well <laughs> I mean, this is obviously an understatement, but I also was kind of shocked to hear this coming out of her mouth. Self-awareness,
1: yeah. Yeah. It's the first moment of real self-awareness we've seen from her. And
2: it's so predictable, too, that this show does this. Oh, yeah. First, she's, you know, a romantic lead, and then she becomes the villain. And then it's like, okay, now she, you know, she's really into the guy, and she's showing some self-awareness. Oh, they keep
1: twisting you around. Yeah. Yeah. They don't want you to ever get comfortable. They don't. Yeah. It's very
2: rare that you just get one villain throughout. True, and isn't it amazing how quickly you just you have like you just have to keep up? You're like, oh okay, oh I like them now. Oh yeah. okay.
1: And by the way, I just want to make it clear: if they had changed the music and made villain music on John Henry,
2: one hundred percent, they could
1: have easily made him the villain. But oh. no one's pointing fingers at John Henry. Oh
2: yeah. Do you want to talk about that now? I do find this very interesting. It's it's
1: so bizarre. It John is- Henry completely dumped Olivia. Yeah. To go with a, to Kat. go with the real like villain, yeah, the not likable person on the island, mm-hmm. the person who screwed over people, and he did it with a plum, uh huh, without a care in the world. Yeah, sure, he apologized to Olivia, but I mean, yeah, yeah that was just the, the, the least he could do, and no one pointed fingers at him. Nobody.
2: A, I mean, it reminds me of like in in real life when there's like another woman or something, yeah, and every you know people want to blame the other woman, yes. And sure you can somewhat, but the person who's really to blame is the person who who cheated with the other woman. Yes,
1: just because Kat sucks doesn't make John Henry a good guy.
2: No. And look, we like John Henry. Oh, John Henry's great. Yeah. Yeah. I
1: don't have any. I just think it's interesting how it's
2: only Kat getting the brunt of that when John Henry betrayed. Olivia way more than Cat did. Yeah, it's, way more. And, and it's
1: really a reflection. You see this a lot in the real world. Like the guy sometimes, sometimes just squirms out of it. Yes, and the, the woman is blamed. Oh, the cheater. Like is I said, blamed, the, or other, the stealer, the home. The, wrecker. I just said the Do other. Do you ever hom- hear of a guy called a home wrecker? Have you ever heard right. of a man called a home wrecker? That's a
2: great point. Yeah. I, I did say the other woman, but yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> Apparently wasn't, that wasn't explicit enough. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah.
2: I mean, we we like John Henry. Yeah, we do. And I think he's he's just more delicate. I mean, the whole point of this ITM is Kat saying that she loved how he handled the whole situation with grace, which I think that's how he got out of getting yes. villain music. Yes. But the action is still the same. And I just think it's interesting how he's not seemingly getting any flack whatsoever None. for it. That's anyway.
1: why a pretty face goes a long way with a man.
2: But the thing is, Olivia's...
1: Gort, but no, th- with a man. What do you mean? A man. A good-looking man.
2: Oh. Yeah.
1: Gets away with a lot. Just like a good-looking woman. But a good-looking man gets away with more sometimes.
2: Oh, you're right. I think a good-looking woman more easily will be construed as... Put it this way. ...being evil or whatever.
1: Put it this way. A show that's watched by predominantly women... Yeah. ...good-looking men will get away with a little more than good-looking One- women. One
2: hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent anyway this was sort of like shockingly sweet it's just funny how like last week it was so chaotic and now they're just like doo, doo, doo,
1: doo, yeah yeah, yeah. Doo, doo, of course doo, they do that doo, all the time just yeah. when you think it's going to explode mm-hmm it's
2: somewhat peaceful okay on the date michael and olivia toast to being present in the moment and olivia says that paradise has knocked her down but keeping her chin up has led to beautiful things i love that it's nice and they make out and in her itm olivia jokes that she doesn't want to bring him back to the beach so others can look at or talk to
1: (laughs) i mean she's got ptsd
2: yeah yeah I do maintain, though, it was really just John Henry. It was Because I don't John think Henry. the will thing, I stand by what we said in that first no. episode. Yeah. I just don't, like, no. one makeout does not a relationship will does, The will does not count. Yeah. Rachel and Blake talk. She says she's not sure how to approach Tanner since she wonders if the rose he gave her was a friendship rose. And in her ITM, she says she doesn't know what he wants. And I thought this was interesting. Mm. And I I put this on him. I also would not have guessed that he was into Rachel.
1: Yeah, unless there was something that production didn't show us, it seems like he didn't really give that much. The only thing that I felt I knew about Tanner was that he was really into Davia. And boy, was I wrong.
2: Yeah. Well, then they didn't give us any information. Tanner's getting a weird edit, isn't he?
1: Weird edit. It's it's almost like they're trying to protect him from something or or trying to screw it.
2: Yeah. (laughs) I can't tell Yeah, I agree I feel like the only purpose Tanner serves Is to be fought over Among women Or to suddenly Be this sort of like Scorned romantic lead That we have no context for The whole thing with him And Rachel in this episode For me came out of nowhere Tanner just doesn't Is not very emotive
1: So good looking though
2: It's all you need.
1: It's too bad he can't act. Guy could have been a great actor. Tanner? I mean, I am assuming he can't act. Was a guy like that, if he was good at acting, would be an actor.
2: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Jordan from Rachel's season and Taylor from Charity season. I mean, he went home on night one. Andy, you said, Who the hell is that? <laughs> Uh, but we do know who Jordan is. Yeah, we you, like Jordan. You were I
1: was a big fan.
2: Big Jordan fan. And
1: he he he's still one of the biggest mysteries for me, how he got sent home by Rachel. I don't know what he did wrong.
2: Well, it would seem Rachel feels the same way, but mm-hmm. we'll get to that in a second. The highlight here is Jesse asking Taylor how excited he is to be, you know, entering paradise. And he seems befuddled by the question. And he's just like very excited. <laughs> Andy, you said Hollywood is calling for this guy.
1: <laughs> you know, I'll say this about the people on this show. They cast well. People look at the show and they're like, they judge people for this, they judge people for that. But what they don't realize is that when you have a bunch of cameras on you, and look, this could be a lot of narcissism and, and self-absorption that, that allows them to do this. Yeah, I feel the that, same about
2: social media. Like sure. you could be really successful on social media because you are Because you're shameless. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah.
1: But let's assume they're not shameless for a minute. Okay. This is not easy to be a Jordan, like, to oh. be that natural and likable, or not, I'm just picking him because we're talking oh, about I mean, I'm fine people. with you
2: picking him. I love Jordan.
1: <laughs> Jordan is just like, oh, you're like, that's a regular guy talking regular stuff mm-hmm. and seeming likable. And then you see a guy like Taylor and you're like, what's wrong with that guy? <laughs> is he got like, is he like, 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 he's supposed to have diarrhea he's yeah, holding yeah, in? Yeah. Like, what's happening it's to him? true. And the fact is, most people would be Taylor. Mm. Most regular just pull a person off the street, they're tailored. Yeah. They're nervous. They don't know what to do. They're like their their mouth is they can't move their tongue right. Yeah. Like they're freaking out. Totally. And and you gotta kinda respect this. You know, I, I mean it's a weird respect. Yeah. But you gotta respect how comfortable some people can be in this environment. Totally.
2: I completely agree. Well, Jordan is like, oh, Rachel, you know, I, I love this. How he pulls her first. He honors the, you know, their history oh, yeah, together and he just wants to catch he's up such, with
1: her. You know what he is? He's a southern gentleman. Jordan? Yeah. Is he Southern? I don't know. He seems Southern. He
2: does not seem Southern to me. Really?
1: I assume race car drivers are all Southern.
2: Oh, I have no idea. I I could Google it, but instead I'm going to tell the shanties to tell
1: (laughs) (laughs) us. We're so lazy. We can't even Google anymore.
2: I love how he, there was no hesitation. He's like, Rachel, let's catch up. Yeah. And then Taylor's like, "Cat, can I pull you?
1: Yeah. (laughs)
2: We're shown Tanner seeming a little nervous about Jordan and Rachel talking now. And in Mm. his ITM, he says he hasn't had the chance to show her how serious he is about exploring things.
1: The Tanner we're seeing on TV, I can promise you, is not the Tanner that exists in real life.
2: Oh, I so agree with that. I think he's being careful.
1: And in that case, he is a good actor.
2: Okay, Rachel and Jordan talk. She quickly apologizes for sending him home so quickly on mm. her season. He didn't deserve that. This is super cute because he's yeah. also really sweet about it. He's like, oh, yeah, don't worry about More it. More
1: good Rachel.
2: Rachel in this episode... I mean, I'm completely one of her. I I love this Rachel. She's a completely
1: different person. In her
2: ITM, Rachel says she's looked back and thought what if about him before, and she says she genuinely wants to go on this date with him. And Jordan gets a date card now, and he promptly invites Rachel on it. Of course. I love this. I love them together. I ship it. The music suddenly gets very intense as we hear a ton of Tanner Franken-biting, including what I thought was a gem. Him saying, a guy can only handle so much rejection. (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah this guy gets rejected a lot as we've seen on this season the prince and the the
1: princess and the pea that's what it reminds me of (laughs) he's complaining about the pea (laughs) unbelievable
2: tanner olivia and blake lay on the beach the only reason i'm mentioning this they're chatting about their prospects i just love this friend group
1: yeah, it's a good group. I love
2: this little trio. I agree. Okay, Jordan and Rachel are on their date now. They join a tantric yoga class, and the highlight is when he takes off his shirt. She says, have you been preparing for this? And he says, a little bit.
1: <laughs>
2: Jordan. that's great. I'm only upset we didn't get to see more of him this episode. Yeah. He is fighting for the top spot for me.
1: Jordan. Ooh. I just
2: I just know Blake better. I would accept
1: that. I would his, accept that.
2: His way about him. He can't
1: miss. You notice how Jordan never misses? He doesn't necessarily Well, hit he's it not out even
2: of... trying to take the no. shot. He's just
1: he is. He's just hitting singles. Every pitch, single. But in even the gap. yeah, single. but even to
2: say like he's hitting, I feel like he's just he's just there. Like he's there. He's just he's, he's present. It, yeah, he's, he's Jordan. And we agreed, Andy, that he has a nineties vibe about him.
1: So nineties. You know what he, he's like? He's a better looking version of um Ted in Bill and Ted's. Or is it Bill? Which one's Ted? Is Ted Keanu Reeves or Bill? I always forget. I do not know. I what assume you're Bill, about. the first name is Keanu, he's a bigger star, but back then he wasn't. When I saw that movie in the movie theater, sadly, uh-huh. I didn't know who Keanu Reeves was.
2: Really? Yeah.
1: I was just, I, after the movie, I, I was like, this is. Was like that this from Keanu the 90s or
2: was that 80s? That was 90s?
1: It was late 80s. Oh, we're, yeah.
2: we're talking about the 90s because I do not know them. I know the movie you're talking about only because I think it was recently. Yeah, but it, remade. it went
1: into the 90s. Like there was Bill and Ted, 2 went okay, into the 90s. Okay. The guy, his sidekick, he reminds me of a, of a better looking, less goofy version of that guy. Wow, that's specific. No offense to the guy whose name I don't know. You're a very <laughs> good looking guy, good actor. There's
2: sexual tension between Rachel and Jordan as they face each other and they get closer and closer and closer and you were like no don't do it and then they kissed you mainly wanted them to enjoy the tension yeah why break it yeah yeah it's always such a rush always rush. they chat and agree it feels like a first date he says he liked her then but now she seems happier and we get that famous shot of them making out in the water and then the wave comes and hits them blah 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 this is cute i love them together
1: totally and by the way i just want to this is an aside totally unrelated i'm pretty sure it's against the rules to kiss during a tantric yoga session Oh, really? Yeah, it defeats the purpose. Oh, really? Yeah, you're supposed to, like, not engage in any of the things. You're just supposed to feel it without the touch. It's the anticipation. Well, they're
2: touching in all the ways. We yeah, talk- but
1: not the sexual Not with the ways. lips. Yeah. The lips can't yeah, no touch. wet. no wet touches in tantric yoga. I have no <laughs> idea what I'm talking about. No. But I'm guessing if I was running tantric yoga, I'd be disappointed. Well, <laughs> the only reason I let them get away with it is because it was the batch. Oh,
2: okay. Uh. It's a sign of weakness. Yes. Well, I got to say, I like Rachel and Jordan together Arguably the most, like even better than Rachel and Brayden. I agree. I don't know what's going to happen with that, but I just love them together. And I really hope she does not pass him over in favor of Tanner, although it seems like she might. Okay. In the evening now, Aven and Kylie are talking baby names. Her top girl name is Navy. I like this name.
1: Navy? I thought it was maybe. Oh,
2: you thought it was maybe?
1: I thought she said maybe.
2: I thought she said Navy.
1: I mean, they're both questionable names. Navy is way better than maybe.
2: Navy is great.
1: Navy's that's that's pretty strong actually. Maybe is a very bad name.
2: Isn't that from uh, arrested development?
1: I haven't seen oh, arrested development. I don't know what I'm talking along. about.
2: I, I thought she said Navy. I think it's a cute name, but I also think it's very risky to share your baby name it on is. national television. Oh, you're right. Because there is no way no one is going to now steal that baby name.
1: It's going to be the most popular name of 2024. <laughs>
2: I'll link out the Q and A that we're referring to, but there's a really good Q and A question about this, oh, yeah. about a stolen oh, stealing baby, baby names, name.
1: Then. That it's gonna also spawn other color names. There's gonna be like mauve and like <laughs> teal.
2: Even says his girl baby name is heaven, quote, just because it has his name in it.
1: <laughs> What's the second reason? <laughs>
2: At the bar, Tanner is complaining to Blake about how all his friends are married or getting married. And it's funny, I remember being his age and thinking things like this. Yeah. And it made me wonder how many people rush into that sooner than they might otherwise because they just look around and they feel behind.
1: A lot. I think a I think, a lot think it's of people the number do. one family feud reason for getting married.
2: I think you're right. Yeah. And I got to say like it's not a it's not a good reason no, because good then one. when you get into your 30s actually a, a lot of those people get divorced. You
1: should be proud to be the last unmarried person among your friend group.
2: I agree.
1: Yeah. They're all jealous of you. I mean not not us. I'm not jealous of my single I'm saying other people.
2: (laughs) 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 The lady doth protest slightly too much. (laughs) Okay, Rachel and Jordan return, and she promptly chats with Tanner now. Okay, this is where things get super weird. We had to watch this twice. I felt like we were suddenly in this bizarre world. Rachel says she had a great date, and she hasn't known what Tanner has been thinking. And he says they have so much fun together. She says she's still trying to figure it out. She says she doesn't want him to think she, it means she doesn't want to hang out. And then he's like, am I giving uncomfortable vibes? Did you not find this weird? It's a little you passive thought he was drunk.
1: aggressive. It was a weird like mind gamey kind of thing. Something was going on with the way Tanner was talking to Rachel, it felt like like he was trying to hypnotize her. <laughs>
2: you actually want to be with yeah. me <laughs> you didn't have
1: fun with jordan on that day you didn't kiss in the ocean waves
2: he says he promises he's good and she's like oh i just you've been through a lot i don't want to add to that mm. like how would she be adding to that like what how was he giving uncomfortable vibes i, I just didn't felt understand
1: like- anything about this conversation to the point where i can't even talk about it i, I have nothing to say i didn't understand what was going on
2: Oh okay. Oh, you want to, <laughs> am I you, alone? <laughs> do you do you have things to say? No, we'll keep going. He says she puts a lot of pressure. Okay, yeah. He says she puts a lot of pressure on herself, and he is like, "You've got a lot of walls up." I suppose in relation to the relationship. But what bothered me about this is like she was like, "I haven't known how you have been feeling." She says that in this conversation, and she said it earlier in the same day to suggest that she wasn't getting signals from Tanner. And suddenly, when she expresses that. And it's like, I'm feeling things out, but I, I don't want you to think I don't want to hang out. He was like, you put a lot of pressure on yourself. You have a lot of walls up.
1: You, you know what I think this was? If I had to take, make one stab at analysis, it was extremely low level light gaslighting.
2: Ooh, that's harsh.
1: Very low. Okay. Like extreme, like he was like telling her the things about the walls mm. and, the, and the, you know, like not really deciding who to be with. Yeah. But that's really... Kind of Tanner, I think. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> so you think Tanner was projecting his own walls? Yeah, isn't
1: that kind of like an extremely light form of, of uh, gaslighting? I mean,
2: I don't even know because it was hard to even know what his goal was. We we they end up chatting later, and so it becomes clear that he's into her. But even here, I'm like, what do you want from? her.
1: No, I don't understand.
2: It's like he was so afraid of rejection that he couldn't just come out and be like I am interested in you romantically. Did
1: you notice other the, now apparently I have a lot to say about this. Okay. But did you notice that the Tanner when he's not in the driver's seat is a completely different Tanner than when he is?
2: Oh, that's a great point.
1: Yeah. Much that's, less cool.
2: I mean, I think gaslighting is strong. I think No, it's it, not I'm not I saying think it's like was, the most
1: benevolent gaslighting. Yeah, it's yeah. like the lowest form. It
2: felt more like he was trying to be her friend. But it's hard to do that when you've already expressed like some kind of romantic interest. It's sort of, yeah. it did feel like he was like, let me in, blah, blah, blah. Like, it, I don't know. It just felt odd.
1: It felt like he was insider trading. <laughs>
2: <laughs> he asks, what would it take for her to dive into something? It's like, how do you know she doesn't want to dive into yeah, the Yeah, how Jordan? do you know she
1: already didn't dive in? She almost literally just dove in. He
2: says, what does she want? What does she need? And she's she seems sort of like bewildered by this conversation. Yeah. But I think also Rachel really values being seen, yeah. like being understood. oh yeah. and I that's why this conversation made me a little uncomfortable because I think I also would have been susceptible to what he was doing because it would have felt really like he understood me and saw me. But right. it he ultimately had a, a motive. You know what I mean? Beyond just wanting to understand her. I, it felt like his motive was, I want you to,
1: well, to choose me. That's kind of what I'm saying. Yeah. Okay.
2: So I guess I'm not totally it disagreeing was, It with was you. like
1: he was under the guise of being altruistic. He was really being selfish, mm-hmm. which, you know, look, everyone does that kind of thing all the time. Yeah. But it just seemed a little insincere. That's all.
2: Yeah. Well, we also did think he had been drinking.
1: Yes, there, you know, bit. this night there was clearly, for some reason, everyone left loose. Partying. Everyone was drinking a lot.
2: Rachel heads to the bar where Tyler is, and she's like, "Oh, I just didn't. I thought it was a friendship rose." She's talking about Tanner. Like, yeah, I'll
1: tell <laughs> you about <laughs> friendship rose.
2: Yeah, Tyler is fully slurring his speech when he says, "He chose you," <laughs> meaning he chose you. It wasn't a friendship rose. I'm
1: kind of into drunk Tyler.
2: I mean, apparently, drunk Tyler gets his ear pierced. <laughs> so yeah,
1: you think Braden took advantage of him? <laughs> It's like, hey, Tyler, you want to go to your earpiece? She's like, okay.
2: Okay, so Rachel is shocked by this news that, yeah. that Tyler's telling her that, yeah, Tanner is choosing you. I did, just don't think this should be that shocking. Yeah. Well, not on her, on Tanner. He is not communicating things I properly. Agree. Tyler and Wells tell her she needs to be honest with herself. She has all these walls up. And yeah, what's s- with
1: suddenly all the walls? How does everyone know about these walls that Rachel and, has? And up, how, she's allowed to have her. Wa- everyone has walls. Yes, she's already made out with like four guys. Why? Wh- how many walls does she have up? Totally. And first, she was w- with Sean,
2: and you know that didn't really go anywhere. And then she was with Brayden who totally dropped her like. Yeah, and like, she
1: dealt with very well.
2: Yes. I I don't understand what cool. Rachel has done wrong. I think Rachel in Paradise has been phenomenal and apparently the Rachel can, I like has walls up.
1: Can I tell you something? I think Rachel is very impressionable. I think she if you tell her things about herself, she maybe takes them a little a little too seriously mm-hmm. sometimes and she can be swayed about how she is about herself. You know what I think her kryptonite is insecurity. When mm. she's confident, she's amazing. Yeah. And she just needs a little drop of confidence, and she she flies. Yeah. But when people start telling her, like, oh, I think production was, like, whispering into people's ears, like, talk about walls with Rachel. We want to set up this narrative. And I honestly think Rachel's like, oh, do I have walls? She doesn't seem to have walls. I got
2: to say, the thing about walls is, like, I don't think walls are
1: necessarily bad. Everyone has walls. If you don't have walls, every army invades. They just walk right into your castle. You need walls. <laughs>
2: her walls are part of like ex- life experience. I just don't think she should be pressured in this environment to let them down, especially when with Brayden she fully let them down and then she got screwed. It's okay. She let her figure it out. I trust that she can.
1: Honestly, if you said to me pick someone on this cast who has walls up, oh, Rachel would be no, dead last. I
2: completely agree. Uh, unless
1: with we're it. missing something.
2: Yeah. Okay, so Rachel finds Tanner to chat part 2.
1: And you know who else has walls? <laughs> Tanner. <laughs>
2: Okay. I think you already made that okay. point.
1: <laughs> yeah, now walls—the word "walls" doesn't even make sense anymore. I know to it doesn't look like anything yeah. anymore. Now it's like W A L Z. I can't—I <laughs> can't picture how to spell it.
2: Rachel says she wasn't sure where Tanner stood. She thought it was a friendship rose. He says he's seen everything there through, except for this with her, and he's interested. She says she wants to try. She says she felt like she wanted to do all this in the reverse order, starting with friendship. Hmm. And he's like, oh, I get it now. I understand you. I, th- I mean, I think that's a very reasonable way to do this. I agree. I-, I don't think she's making wrong choices. He says he wants to meet his partner and take over the world and then go home and watch Netflix together. All the things.
1: It's a good ad for Netflix. And by the way, why does Netflix get a shout out? Do they pay for that?
2: No, I think Netflix is just iconic. Like you're not going to be like, oh, yeah. And then after taking over the world, we'll go home and watch Hulu. Oh. Although this does air on Hulu. <laughs> <laughs> it just doesn't have the same ring. Netflix. Yeah. It's so like Netflix the thing is a you household
1: stream. name now. Wow. You get to a point where it's just public domain. Like you can say it without paying someone, and no one cares. Like you can say it. No competing brand is worried about it. You just say whatever you want. It's Netflix. Is like it's like Kleenex.
2: Well, yeah, I think it is like Kleenex. It represents streaming things at home, movies and shows hmm. at home.
1: Yeah, it was like Xerox was first, then it was yeah. Kleenex. Yeah. Now it's Netflix. How yeah. wow? Can you imagine? Can you imagine how cool Band-Aid. that is to have a house Band Aid? Ooh, good one. Thanks. Got an Another one, Charmin came close.
2: No, never
1: quite made it. No, Bounty came close. Never quite made it.
2: Both of those, you're right. Okay, they Crest
1: came-, came close. Never quite made it. No, yeah, hmm. Listerine came close. Never. Listerine never made came it. the closest out of those. I feel like very close. Yeah, v- they were within. They they smelled it and then they just fell off.
2: <laughs> Can you imagine reaching that point?
1: Uh, it's, it's it's almost Q-tips. Nice. Oh, <laughs> nice cotton swabs, please. <laughs> Obviously, a Q-tip. <laughs> Very good. You're good at this.
2: I mean, I'm a consumer. You are. <laughs> I'm the consumer in this house. I'm you the one who buys the goods. Q-tips.
1: <laughs> this is fun. Let's think of one more. One more. Um, that's a, that's a good one. That's the first one too. It gets ten bucks. <laughs> oh, now you're nervous. Shouldn't have said that. I should have been thinking about the word instead of thinking about the bet. Uh, Uber. Uh. Huh? Uh, Come on. I'm gonna go get an Uber. You say get an Uber even when you mean some other c- kind of car. Lyft. Nah. No,
2: no. I'm saying you, you mean Uber. When yeah. You anything.
1: Split. Just like give, get Uber it. Give me an Uber. Get get an Uber. Call an Uber. Even if you're like calling some uh, other brand.
2: Okay. I will say that's the most recent one. It's not as iconic as Band-Aid or Q-tip or Kleenex. Uh, I
1: 100% agree, but it's but, still it's still used as a verb. Okay, you beat a me noun. there. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So Ten it- bucks. <laughs>
2: So Rachel is really wooed by this, by Tanner talking about what he wants. Yeah. I, I don't know what, what is it about this that rubs me wrong? I think it might be what we were saying about that first conversation. But even this, what he says he wants, it didn't feel specific to her. No. It didn't feel like this is what I like about you. This is just what I want. I want someone who I can go to games with and see shows with and eat meals with and take over the world with and and make money with and then go watch Netflix with. Insert woman.
1: Yes. You know what I think about Tanner? I think Tanner is of a generation where he looks like that guy from like the 60s or 70s who's like, oh, that guy is like. That's the dream boat. Totally. But he doesn't have the dreamboat core. Well, it's I think it's- just the shell. I
2: think it's his generation.
1: Yeah. It's about him. He's not thinking about the partner. He's not, he's seeing it from his perspective.
2: Yeah. Oh, that's so interesting. Yeah. Like, I, I can't help but always compare it to, you know, Jess and Blake in that first episode. And he pointed out something that she did with her mouth before she smiled. Huh. And I just don't, I'm not getting that here. And that's what bothers me because I think Jordan is like that with Rachel.
1: Jordan has the full package. I mean, he may not be the most quirky and edgy and hilarious person ever, but honestly, I don't know. I don't know if you need it. He's got a lot of stuff. At least we're seeing it.
2: We really pick our favorites, don't we? Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so Rachel's wooed by the He drives
1: race cars. (laughs)
2: You keep giving me these jump scares Sorry, today. sorry. Rachel's wooed by the Netflix thing. She says she wants to try if he wants to. He says, yes, he does. Why wouldn't they? They make out. All right. So everyone... Oh, look. Look what I was doing. I've oh, been wow,
1: watching this show too much. So cut.
2: Everyone <laughs> plays charades. I thought this was really cute. I wish we saw more it was stuff cute. like this.
1: Yeah, this is fun. Everyone having a nice time.
2: Aaron and Eliza now. He has prepared a room. He asks her to be his girlfriend officially, and she mm. loves this. She oh, says, no. yes. I wrote this as cute, I guess, but you know what I'm missing with Aaron and Eliza? I do think they're really well suited to each other. And here's the thing is, I think what I want is something that exists, but we're just never shown. Playfulness. I agree. I never see playfulness between them. It's always just serious. It's a
1: lot of logistics. Nice, warm, fuzzy logistics. Yeah. But it's not a lot of playfulness. I agree. And I think we're not seeing the best. We're seeing a really warm, soft, loving Aaron, but Uh we're not seeing like... Him blossom. Yeah. I want to see Aaron. I know there's something well, more there. I
2: think that's partly because he's a little on edge because he's always trying to prove her oh, himself yeah. to her in the and correct Eliza way. Is the,
1: is the kind of person who likes a good proving. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I mean, that is her M.O. She wants to be proven to. It's hard to be playful when you are constantly trying to prove yourself. Yeah. Okay. So at the bar, Wells is dissing Braden's Indiana Jones hat hard. Yeah, that was a, that was a little too yeah, hard.
1: Yeah, it was a little too much.
2: And here we learn that Braden has pierced Tyler's ear. Do you think this really happened? Yeah. Was it not pierced earlier?
1: No, I think this happened. Why would they? They There wasn't enough jokity joke about it. There wasn't funny music. It was just like he pierced my ear. And well, what so- I was
2: surprised by is like, how did he have the equipment to do that?
1: Yeah, what did he do? He just took a needle. Yeah, I don't think so. so like a, I don't know what happened. It's weird. Does so you think he did? With an ear so you pierce- think it's a lie? He didn't pierce his ear.
2: I'm I'm trying to think back to if Tyler had an earring previously or if he was lying. I don't know. I so just, what is
1: it like? You could do a thing where you have a magnet. Is that how you do a fake ear piercing thing? The earring. Oh
2: yeah, you could do like a clip on or a magnet. But it it looks like a, a it looked stud. like
1: he got an ear pierced. And why is <laughs> Braden carrying around ear piercing <laughs> that's, equipment? That's
2: what I mean. Maybe he was given it by production. I can totally see them doing that. Huh. I mean, in which case, though, we should have had the footage. I wanted to see that. Yeah, we
1: got to meet Tyler now just to see if his ears pierced.
2: So now Wells reads from the truth box. Um, one of them says John Henry and Kat are going the distance. Kat loves this oh, yeah. to the point where I wonder if she had written it herself. <laughs> and another one says, Tyler, everyone knows you're not that into Mercedes. You'd better come clean because she deserves the truth.
1: Damn. Ooh. And who wrote this?
2: do we think one of them did seems Tyler wrote it oh my god can you imagine
1: I mean then I I mean that would be high level
2: he laughs a little too hard at this and Mercedes laughs awkwardly and cat is so cat it's like her friend Mercedes is like kind of receiving that and then she's like I love the truth box now (laughs) but for everyone else she's sorry I just think it's funny that Mercedes is her friend. Like you yeah. would think she'd be like, "Oh, Mercedes, like I'm worried about her." Yeah. The way she's, she's been just worried reveling about me in her own non-terrible
1: <laughs> truth boxing.
2: Mercedes starts to spiral now. She wonders if Tyler's just there to hang out with the guys and have fun. And she chats with Kylie and reveals that she and Tyler have been coasting. So this is the first time we're getting any crack in that relationship except for the time that Tyler made out with her close friend Jess. Yeah. And the consensus here is that Tyler has walls up.
1: So just just quickly before we move on, because so I think people want to know, what what's your theory about who wrote that note?
2: I mean, I feel like to know that, you would have to know more intricate social dynamics than we can possibly decipher from this edit.
1: I think it's production so you
2: think I think it's like producer- Wells Well, uh, no, someone, Wells is not
1: no I'm saying not Wells but yeah. I'm saying someone I'm using Wells as like the persona for production yeah I I'm just <laughs> I just think is that okay you okay with that
2: we'll stop calling them the powers that yeah. people just call it Wells yeah it's a
1: household name for production <laughs> but I think that somebody in production got when Tyler was probably like well it was This recited thing is BS. Uh. And they were like, oh. Well,
2: I mean, I don't even think he would have to say that. It was obvious when he made out with Jess that, like, why would you do that? Maybe
1: production was just like, well, we saw that. We'll write this note Mm. to to stir the pot Um, because no one called him out on that. Somehow that slipped through. Yeah. I, I think it's production.
2: I feel like I could see Olivia or Sam doing it. The ones who will say and do the things, very, they're very active. They make things happen.
1: Yeah. Could have been. Yeah. I just don't know the, the relationship. I don't know between if I picture Sam
2: doing it I like from so. the tone, no. but I can picture Olivia doing yeah. it. Yeah. Huh. But then again, she's not friends with Mercedes, so no. why would she care why would she about do Mercedes? That?
1: It's not Olivia. Huh. It's production, but like. it's also so explanatory. Yeah, it's not like like ooh, we heard that Tyler may have made out yeah. with someone else. It's just like your relationship with Mercedes is bad, and you should end it. Yeah, yeah. Like,
2: <laughs> T- okay. You're right. It's sort of like a, a bad script where the lines are always explaining what's going on. Yeah, in the it's thought. too much explaining. No, that's a good point. Wow, very good analysis, Andy. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Mercedes chats with Tyler going into it before they even sat down. Andy, you said he's too drunk for this conversation. Oh, yeah.
1: I've 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 been in this situation. Not not exactly, but yeah. I'm just saying I've been in this situation where I'm like, oh no, a talk's coming, and I'm clearly too drunk. I'm too drunk to even handle getting an Uber. <laughs> And then I have to have an actual, a meaningful, serious conversation. It's just a bad situation.
2: I feel like you just made a point of using Uber. Like I did. This whole that. thing was a ruse to just use that <laughs>
1: to get my ten bucks.
2: Tyler basically says he's happy with her. She's beautiful.
1: No, that's enough. That's enough. That's this
2: it. I was not into this That's not enough Like it's clear that she's trying to have a conversation That it goes a little bit deeper Like that's, that's first date conversation
1: There's drunk Tyler He's in a bad situation
2: When she addresses the distance Like how would this work in real life He's just like if it works it works If it doesn't it doesn't <laughs> And in her ITM, Mercedes is, I think, rightfully pissed. She yeah. wants effort.
1: There's nothing there. Tyler's no, it not really interested. isn't. I so know. whoever wrote that note, they didn't write it with a theory. They wrote it with hard evidence. I'm telling you, Tyler told someone, like, this is Mercedes is just a placeholder. I'm mm. telling you. Mm. But you don't write. That's just so mean-spirited.
2: So the next day, Kat is leading the guys in a yoga class. Turns out this Taylor guy mm. has the hots for her. He's enjoying the view. Yeah,
1: he's going to be- become a big player this season, I think. <laughs>
2: The date card arrives and it's for Aven and Peter... Apparently, the production didn't think either of them deserved their own date. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Avon and Peter have been around for a long... I mean, almost since the beginning for yeah. Avon and for Peter, yeah. yes, since the beginning. It's just funny that neither of them are worthy of their own one-on-one date. Oh, yeah. Date.
1: It's, also, it's also, yes, I, 100%, but it's also funny that Taylor didn't get a date card. Oh, totally. But yeah, I also They think- rubbed that in. They, they purposely did that.
2: So, obviously, Avon takes Kylie and Peter takes Sam. So, this double date is basically them at a dance party. Turns out, Avon is shy about dancing. And this is a concern for Kylie because she wants yeah, to I mean, make sure.
1: this is a, this, Kylie is a oh, dancer. Oh, that's true. I didn't think She's of that. She's a dancer.
2: That's what she does. That's what she does. She's, she hopes that he can let loose and have fun. Mm. As a non-dancer myself, I just want to say that you don't need to dance to let loose and have fun.
1: You don't need to, but Avon obliged and he did his best. And I, I respect it. I thought he did a great job. I mean, I, it was a little, you know, it was a little jokey, but it was it, it was better than I would have done.
2: I found him so endearing. So yes. endearing. And the girls are blindfolded and have to n- choose their guy, like know yeah, who their yeah. guy is based on their abs and then kiss them. The highlight is Kylie feeling one guy, a smaller guy, and being like, is this a child? <laughs> <laughs> Andy you enjoyed this so much that you laughed for the next 10 minutes on and off of yeah
1: it's hilarious <laughs> I that she
2: said it out loud like yeah. you, that's the kind of thing you just think <laughs> <laughs> just in case <laughs> oh, that
1: was great
2: Peter and Sam chat he says he wants to explore their paradise he says it's our paradise I thought this was so sweet they've super cute banter and vibe together I just feel robbed of seeing more time with them
1: yeah frankly yeah
2: saying avon and kylie meanwhile he says he's falling for her she says she's falling for him too they make out i mean
1: it's it's very uh very nice that's nice it's nice it's nice yes sometimes nice is is, sometimes nice is enough it's just nice it's just nice it's all nice
2: So back at the beach, we learn Mercedes has this unbelievable talent for burp saying things. Nice, Uh, yeah. Kind of blew me away, honestly. I didn't know that one could do this. And Blake and Jess play frisbee. The joke here is that Jess is not very athletic. She's not great at throwing frisbee. But this ends with a makeout anyway. And they seem very happy together. We hear Jess saying that she's happy. She finally found her person, which, of course, cues Katie Thurston.
1: Dun, 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 friend of the the show. dun, Dun,
2: dun, dun, friend of the show. Nice.
1: (laughs) Wednesday's episode. Yes. Is it up there?
2: Yeah, I'll link it right here. And we actually talk about the scene in that episode. But yeah, our confessions episode with Katie Thurston came out two days ago. So if you haven't checked that out, you should. She was a great guest. She was. And we learn here that they haven't spoken in a couple of years. And when Blake sees her in his ITM, we get him saying... What is she doing here? I would have never. I have to point out the good grammar.
1: I would have never? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I would have never. Yeah.
2: It's very accurate. Very good. Okay. Katie promptly pulls Blake to chat. Lots of shots of Jess here, but I don't know. I didn't think she seemed too concerned, actually. She didn't at first. I think it it happened over time. Sunk in. Yeah. And they were, of course, keen to capture that. Katie and Blake talk. I'm going to try to plow through this just because I felt like this... Uh, You know, I feel like what they were really trying to do is capture a post-breakup conversation between two people who haven't spoken in around two, two and a half years or whatever on TV. But I think Katie and Blake are both a little too reasonable to allow something big to come out of this. It was kind of like, honestly, Grocery Joe and Kendall in that neither of them were going to put on a show.
1: I agree. It was a little more satisfying than that because I did feel we got a little bit of that. That's a unique situation. Oh. I mean, I, I'll give it to production for trying to set that up. Oh, OK. That's a very unique situation. And I've been I could put myself in the shoes of both parties. And yeah. it is pretty intense, especially okay. if it's on TV. And I think despite them both trying to sort of keep it together and not show what really would happen in real life. Yeah. I think we got some glimpses of what would have happened in real life. And oh. I, I actually, I thought it was, I thought it was interesting. Oh
2: my goodness. You have such a more positive take on this conversation than I do. Huh. No, it's not that I didn't think it was of value. It was more that nothing was really said. And I guess maybe that's what the value was, is that two people who haven't spoken in a long time. It's like, what do you have to say to each other? You're sort of like, oh, I you know, appreciate what we had. Like, I I agree you had no reason to respond to my voice messages. Like, I just wasn't sure if you'd ever heard them. You know, there is. it was just like this sort of back and forth where you're like, where is this going? But you're right, maybe I'm not appreciating it enough. It was a unique situation. And, and
1: I also thought you you got an idea of the power dynamic, which I didn't know. I, didn't, I had no idea how their relationship ended, to be honest with mm, you. And now I feel like messily. I do know. Yeah, I have a better idea. Just because of the wait, the so imbalance. who do you think wasn't? In- I think Katie was the instigator at the end of that.
2: Oh, 100, she was. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, I didn't know. Yeah, and then she started dating John Percy very shortly thereafter. Oh, right, right. We talked about that. Yeah, yeah. She mentioned that on our episode with her, actually. Okay, so we get a back and forth between Jess starting to spiral. Very cute shot here of Rachel chatting with Jess just about how she's feeling. Yeah. Rachel's a very good friend. Yeah, she is. She's really like, I am just coming around with Rachel on this season, I have to tell you. And Jess complains that she already has an engagement dress packed and she just wants to be in love <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't laugh at this but something about that was funny I mean I, I packed for the bachelor's so apparently I did the same although apparently your engagement dress is you know you're styled for that yeah it's like, like if pa- you make it to the end
1: it's kind of like packing a funeral suit in your airplane luggage
2: oh wait heading where anywhere This conversation with Katie and Blake pretty much wraps with her saying she's happy to see him. He smiles in her ITM. Katie's asked if she still loves him and she cries. Mm. They hug it out. She leaves. There's a lot of suspense here, but I don't know. I found this to be kind of unsatisfying.
1: You know, I'll tell you something. There's something going on here. You don't appreciate this scene because you've never been viciously dumped in that kind of situation. I think that's what it is. I resonate with that more than you.
2: Oh my god!
1: Yeah, because I've been in the shoes of both. You've only been in the shoes of Katie.
2: Oh, so you were? Did you see yourself in Blake in this? I could
1: feel what Blake was feeling. Oh. I know that situation. I mean, not exactly, but okay, similar. Sort of. Wow. I think it's possible. because I, I'm usually not the feeling guy. Yeah, you're I not. Normally than, I'm the feeling yeah, person. If I feel more than you, it just means it's experiential. So I, I've I've experienced his position and you really haven't.
2: Yeah, I think it's possible I'm looking at this too much through an analytical lens. Like, well, what was said? What did they say to each other? Yeah. yeah. Oh, how interesting. Yeah. I think you're right.
1: I mean, if I really, really loved you, if, if this was true, like the greatest love of all time, I would break up with you. And commit to it, <laughs> and then and then get back together with you to to let you have the life experience of being broken up with.
2: No, I mean, I if I've been broken up with, but just not uh, your not breakups with,
1: are weak. Yeah, yeah no, I know, like I know a, about your breakups. They're not real. They're they weak breakups. I mean,
2: they still count. You it's, didn't.
1: You weren't devastated. They were short term. I little wasn't. Things. Yeah, I wasn't. I
2: haven't. Yeah, okay, sure. I, I'm
1: not. Dis- I'm not. Look, you should be happy that you you know. Well, sort of depends. You know, going through pain shows you the light. So you're going to break up with me? (laughs) I'm going to have to break up with you. Yeah, it's So I have
2: a full spectrum of experience. Yes, but
1: you have to understand the whole time it's because I love you so much. (laughs) (laughs) I just want you to experience life to the fullest.
2: So Katie and Blake walk back in with the group now. And it looks like Blake was forced to do this. Yeah. Like he's like dragging his feet and I swear he's like grumbling curse words. Katie tells some jokes to the group and everyone seems confused as to why she's there. It turns out she's hosting a Paradise Roast, another page taken out of the BIP Canada playbook. So the Paradise Roast that evening, Katie, I got to say, she's funny. She's funny. She tells two jokes here. One of which is pretty funny, which is that the show is so stupid it makes John Henry look smart. (laughs) And one that's legitimately funny, like we both laughed out loud, which was, it's no surprise Jess's name is Baby Jess. Blake used to make her call him Daddy.
1: And that's where the funny jokes ended.
2: Uh, Yes, this was pretty painful. I gotta tell you, on Bachelor in Paradise Canada... It was much funnier much than this. Much funnier. Yeah, I was one of the judges and I was laughing the whole oh, yeah. time. People, Cringing a bit, but mostly laughing.
1: What they missed in this was that if you're going to go offensive, you have to match it with funniness. Yes. It has to be at least matched with cleverness. I think that there was a real misunderstanding of either how to tell a joke Mm -hmm. or what a roast is because it's not just insulting someone Mm -hmm. it was really awkward It's like nothing was funny yeah there wasn't even anything close to being funny
2: the only halfway decent one was Avon doing an impression of Rachel
1: yes but that was an impression and it was good until he stopped committing to it it was perfect
2: yeah and it was just sort of it was more wholesome it's also
1: easy it's an easy one (laughs) (laughs) it's a little easy
2: so obviously there are a lot of cat jokes here and All the baby Jess jokes. I do find it personally very funny when like a bunch of 28 year olds are making fun of someone for being 24. Yes. Thank you. (laughs) That's something you only do in your 20s. Yes. The two that really made me cringe the most were both delivered by men about the women that they were supposed to be interested in dating. So Tyler and Mercedes, he jokes that she thinks she's a Mercedes when she's really a bleep. I mean, what do we think he said
1: here? Well, okay, I know what he said. I don't know exactly what he said. He said an inferior car brand.
2: But why couldn't And they he?
1: had to bleep it because they're not allowed to diss another brand on TV. It's got to be. I thought about but this a lot. they
2: said Netflix earlier.
1: No, no, no. But Netflix, they said in a colloquial way. Netflix is, we already talked about this. It's a household name. It's yeah. public domain. Okay. Netflix is and they a verb And now. they
2: weren't insulting it.
1: They weren't insulting it. As a matter of fact, he was talking about his life dream is to watch Netflix. It's mad <laughs> for Netflix. They were psyched about that. But Mercedes is clearly, you know, Mercedes is synonymous with like the actually Mercedes is close to household name. You say the Mercedes of the Mercedes of or the Cadillac Cadillac is close. Maybe it's but anyway, Mercedes is a great car. And he said a shitty car. I don't know. I don't want to say the name of the car because I don't know what it is. It's one of like three or four different okay. car brands. All it right. was like Hyundai or something. I don't know. Okay. It was some car brand that's not Mercedes. It's the whatever the opposite of Mercedes is, that was what he was calling her. And it was the tiniest bit funny if they if you heard the name of the car. Uh well but tiniest also, but, bit no, funny. but, but it's so he, mean. It's so
2: mean. That's the thing. He's
1: dating her. but it's—he
2: so, d- If a guy said that about me, I would break up with him
1: immediately. That's what I'm saying. I don't care if it's a roast. His offensiveness was at the ceiling. You yes. can't be more offensive. And the funniness was, was like, like a one. Oh, it was enough. It was just like, if it was someone he didn't know, it could have been like a chuckle. But it was this much funny and this much offensive. Uh-huh. It was basically saying, let's break up.
2: Yes. That's how it's like it you felt. you suck. I don't know how a woman could hear that joke. And not feel like okay. Well, I, I like you want to be with a guy who sees you as a Mercedes. He
1: d- the That's joke, the whole point. The joke is literally like. You think you're good, but you actually suck. Yes. There's nothing. (laughs) It's only funny if you don't, no one knows, like, it's like some stranger person. You don't know what's going on. And it's only funny if you hear the name of the car, too. So they bleeped out the one thing that's even remotely funny. For
2: that to come from the person that you have been making out with every day.
1: Unbelievable. And
2: the one to give it a run for its money is Tanner. I actually think this one was even worse.
1: Oh, that was Tanner
2: says, when they'd heard there would be an ex-bachelorette on the beach, they got all excited, thinking it would be Gab. How was that funny? Turns out it was Rachel. Wait, I. How is that funny? What's I,
1: funny about that?
2: I'm floored by this. Like, how could he think this was a good call? Especially given the history of that season. Like, it was obvious that a lot of people liked Gabby as Bachelorette better. Like, I just don't think this was funny at all. It was just mean. It was a zero on the funny.
1: Three things. One, it shows that he doesn't really care much about Rachel. Two... He's very unself-aware, mm. and three, he's not funny,
2: and four, he doesn't know her that and that get, comes back to like his dream of like taking over the world and going home and watching Netflix, whatever, and how it had no specificity to her. Is't it incredible how the one time he has any specificity about about Rachel is to make the meanest joke in an already terribly mean roast which
1: if if anything is the core of why she was sometimes messy on her season. I think it was the fact that she was up against oh, Gabby. Oh, it's
2: horrible. I cannot imagine having been in her position. And Gabby, of course, is like a jokester. Like, she's cracking jokes. Like, as, like, a non-funny person, like, I cannot imagine having to compete with that. And and Rachel has her strengths, and, and look, we've—I like to think we're, we've been very fair with Rachel. We've made fun of Rachel, you know. if We feel yeah. she deserves it, but I think that she deserves a lot of credit There's in other ways here, too. Yeah. yeah, and for us, certainly this season, it's it's pure redemption. I just cannot see how any guy, any person, could make this, this is joke. Absurd. This is something someone says on Reddit.
1: I don't want to vilify but, anyone too badly on the show. Yeah. We don't want to do that. Yeah. But Tanner is really like on the as far as I'm concerned, he has to prove himself when it comes to a sense of humor. That was one of the worst jokes I've ever heard in my life.
2: Yeah. I, I- i don't disagree i felt like i got a gut punch for her can you imagine how it felt for her and it was you know what
1: i was impressed with i was impressed with her reaction i don't know if they edited it but she took it well she did you know what it did it made tyler's joke look funny it made Uh, him look like a pro stand-up comedian
2: (laughs) okay anyway this ends tensely unsurprisingly uh it's actually kind of funny at the bar later that night kat is going to person by person being like tell me you're sorry Tell me you're sorry. Tell me you're <laughs> sorry. And meanwhile, Rachel is caught by a hidden camera crying. And Andy, you said that roast was so unfunny that the aftermath is somehow funnier. And this was like kind of dark, but yeah. it's
1: true. It was like an Arrested Development scene where they like have to like, let's do a roast. Yeah, yeah. And everyone does roast and not not one joke lands and it's all just terrible insults. And afterwards, everyone's like, jeez, that was horrible. Yeah. It's like a, literally a sitcom setup. Yeah. It's so bad.
2: So the next day, all the women are upset pretty much. And I think rightfully so. And now we have our roast ceremony cocktail party. Lots of suspense leading up to this conversation between Blake and Jess and heading into it. And I'm going to go in detail here because Blake in his ITM says that he spent less time with katie but understood the love he felt and he said way more time with jess he should have felt it by now Ooh. but something that did not come out of his mouth fully was so in, his, in the conversation on a daybed he says i feel like we see that coming out and then franken bitten in is i've had a real taste of what love is here and then we cut to him again we can see him again i feel like we're not getting there at all yeah so i do not think he said this to her that would be
1: cruel. But I think the the meaning production inserted actually exists. I think I what happened was, and I've had this in my life too, where you meet someone that you're no longer with and you don't want to be with them anymore. It's over. Yeah. You know it's over, but you still like them as yeah. a person. And you meet them with someone you're dating. Yeah. And you're like, oh, oh. no, no, no. This is not going to work.
2: Yeah. Even if you don't necessarily want that. No feelings. Yeah.
1: Just the remembrance of the feeling you had when Mm -hmm. you met someone you actually really resonated with.
2: Well, honestly, when I went on The Bachelor, was kind of like that. I had been broken up with my ex, yeah. and it happens to a lot of people, by the way. You go on the Bachelor, and I. There were things about one Pablo I really liked, but ultimately, what it really brought into focus was what I was missing and what mm-hmm. I did have in my past
1: mm-hmm. relationship. It gave you the, the 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 signposts.
2: Yes, the signposts of what you
1: about of what love. you were.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, Andy, that's where this episode ends. Oh. Do you want to talk about your a game? Who wins? Jordan. Okay i stand by that and i love his his there's an old school chivalrous like kind of like gentlemanly but still like boyish way about him yeah i feel like he respects women
1: tremendously which
2: i am sorry to say i am not getting from every guy here okay and finally andy who would we go for not jess (laughs)
1: i would go for jess i would go for jess okay um
2: i mean i thought overall she handled the stuff with katie very well no
1: she did she did i would go for i would go for just there's something there's something about jess missing i'm just i want more i want more like you know what i want i want more like blake yeah i want more
2: you want more
1: i want to go where the people go (gasps) I want to see what they... You want to
2: see, want to see him
1: Dancing. Swimming. No, no, no. Walking. Walking. A-
2: walking around on those... Streets. Yes!
1: <laughs> wow, okay. that's a total guess.
2: Up where they...
1: Run. Okay. Walk. Uh, yeah, up where they... Run. Up where they... Stand around in the sun. <laughs> Is that right? Close enough. Okay.
2: Maybe that's the next thing you should prepare for everyone, Andy.
1: Oh, I'm not a huge fan of that song.
2: This, oh, by the way, is a reference to, I think it was Zach's finale recap when we sang A Whole New World. I'll link that here. But I, I understand. Part of your world is not necessarily the most melodic of all of them.
1: Yeah. I need a strong melody.
2: Okay. Well, it's nostalgic for some of us. Unsurprisingly, I would still go for Blake.
1: Uh-huh. Loyal to the end.
2: Jordan is in second, though. I find Mm. him very charming. All right. And a gentleman. Why is that so hard to find? I agree. Okay, that's a wrap, Andy. If you enjoyed what you heard today, you know what we will ask of you, and that is to like, subscribe, hit the notification bell, follow us on Instagram, and... Leave us Apple and... Spotify. Podcast ratings and reviews. Tell your friends and generally do all the things you would do to support a podcast you enjoy. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we'll see you next time on Dear Shandy. Bye-bye. Dear Shandy.